Hey everyone, before we get started today, I just want to remind you that my wonderful co-host Tiana G. Hansen's book, Singing Through My Wolf Bones, is now for sale. So check it out at the link listed in the description. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Daily Wisdom Words Podcast. I'm your co-host, Neil Turetti. And I am your guest co-host, Tiana G. Hansen, filling in for Maureen O'Day. Thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure today to welcome manifestation coach, I hope I get this right, Nidhi Gangwani. So, welcome Thank you. to- you, got yeah. it right. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our show. Um, what our viewers probably, uh, well, not probably, they don't know, is it's been a long time coming. All three of us had so much going on, and it was back and forth shuffling, so I'm so glad we could finally make this happen. Same here. It's been, like, I think a month now. Like, we've been trying to schedule things on all our ends and all our schedules, but I'm glad we're here today, and, yeah, I'm excited to be on your show. Uh, let's start with a little bit about your background and how exactly did you – get into manifestation and the law of attraction and all that what piqued your interest to explore that and then eventually of course become a manifestation coach okay so i'm going to start off with why i believe people get into manifestation um, because i do find that there is a common theme so i believe people get into manifestation because either they have gone through something traumatic in their life um, or they feel a lack of control um, around their life or they feel like something is missing like they don't feel totally fulfilled in life and i find those are kind of the top reasons why someone gets into manifestation um, I got into manifestation because I had a really like bad victim mentality. Um, I would always, you know, play the victim. I would always complain all the time. I just was very unhappy and I just felt that I had no control over my life. Um, and honestly, when I learned about the law of attraction, I, it really kind of, I had that light bulb moment where I finally could just, like I was able to kind of understand the world around me. Like finally, like I just felt at ease, even though I truly didn't grasp, you know, what the law of attraction was or what manifestation was. I just kind of, when I discovered it, it just kind of changed my perspective. And then I started to kind of practice and learn more about it. I feel like generally we're always just growing and evolving and like, you know, I'm not like perfect at it. I'm always learning things and just kind of bettering my skills. Right. So um, that's definitely how I got into it. And through the process of learning about manifestation, I got over my shyness. I was a very shy, shy child, like on my report card, like the teachers would write, you know, Nidhi's a really good, you know, student, but she's really shy and has no friends. And I was, yeah, I was really shy. Like I would choose, like I would want to sit by myself during recess and not talk to anyone. Like I was very shy and like, I like as years went on, I got out of it and 
at that time when I was a child, I didn't know about manifestation, but I just knew that, you know, I need to kind of break out of this. Like I need that mental strength to break out of, you know, being shy or getting bullied or things like that. Um, and then as kind of time went on, I was able to kind of manifest like self-confidence, finding my life purpose, feeling happier. And like, I find it doesn't, manifestation doesn't always have to be manifesting a material object. It could be manifesting right. a lot of like personal traits, like just becoming that highest version of yourself that you know that you are. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way to segue into for anybody. I mean, we've all heard the term and obviously we probably all have like assumed meanings of what it means, but what does, how would you describe manifestation exactly? Like, what does it mean to you? And when someone says manifestation, like what are they implying? So generally manifestation, we are always manifesting things into our lives based on our dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions. But manifestation to me means con conscious manifestation, meaning I'm consciously becoming more aware of my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings. I have a vision for myself and how I see my life. So I really focus on what is my higher vision, what steps do I need to get there? And how do I become a vibrational match to the thing that I want to manifest? So I'm just consciously, I'm more aware of what I want and I'm taking yeah. the steps to get there. That's kind of what I define as manifestation. That's, yeah, that's a perfect way to do it because I think so many people, they just, who may not know too much about it, just mm -hmm. assume like, uh, and this is my big gripe, sorry, this might be just a little bit of a soapbox, but I'll, I'll keep it short. But when I read like books like The Secret, and I can certainly see, because I am a huge believer in the law of attraction as well, I can mm -hmm. certainly see the hype behind it. But sometimes I do feel that uh, books like that, they tend to oversimplify manifestation it almost feels like sometimes the idea is well just imagine it just imagine a mansion and it'll be yours right and of course there's a lot more involved than just visualization or just imagining it so can you take us into that process of like what it i mean obviously yes visualization is important you do have to visualize yeah. what, you, what your desires but what all is there involved with that like hard work working towards the goal so, yeah, I do kind of, I love The Secret. I think that like it was the, it was a book where I think a lot of people could relate to, like it was dumbed down so you could kind of understand the basics yeah. of the law of attraction. Yeah. Um, but it did miss like that key step of taking action on your goals. And I find that, yes. you know, it was like ask, I think, I think it was ask, believe and receive, right? So it's like you ask the mm -hmm. universe for something, you believe it can happen and then you just receive it. So it's like, okay, I want a million dollars. I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to believe I can get it. And then it's just going to fall into my lap. And then, and, and, and when you apply that, it's just like, it, it doesn't work. And you're just like, why doesn't this work? Um, yeah. You know, funny enough, actually, I forgot what book this was. I read something in a book where 
the author actually said you can manifest something um, without taking any action and I have to respectfully disagree but I did hear of a story um, of I don't know if you if you watch um, Tiana I don't know if you watched the real housewives like or if you've watched the real housewives that reality show uh, um, I've heard of it I haven't like followed along or anything but I'm sure I could get <laughs> easily addicted to it <laughs> okay so the real housewives of Orange County I believe or was it Beverly Hills uh, Yolanda Hadid she has the daughter Bella Hadid and Gigi Hadid right so she was on um, she was on the show, but after she left the show, she moved to like some farm town and she claimed that she met her boyfriend. He appeared at her front door. So what she did is, yeah, she set an intention and she wrote down a list of what she wanted in a partner. And literally, I think maybe like a month later, I don't know how long after this guy like just knocks on her front door wow. and she manifested her soulmate. But That's here's so my wild. claim. Here's my claim. She did take action by actually writing down, like setting a strong intention in terms of what she wanted to manifest. And number two, she didn't have to answer the front door. She took action by opening the front door too. Wow. Yeah. She could have just like yeah. hid away or been like, who knows who that is? Or, oh, it's just somebody delivering a package. I'll let them leave it at the front door, you know? Exactly. A lot of times I don't answer my front door. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I it's usually probably... like hide away. <laughs> yeah, same. I hide. Like, I just go in the kitchen. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not home. <laughs> like, yeah, if they need anything, they'll leave it something or leave a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, basically. Really cool. Good point. It, so basically what I'm trying to say is like action is very important. I think there's obviously a difference between forced action and inspired action and inspired action is when you take action on, on your goals, but it feels very easy. It feels guided. It doesn't feel like you have to do that thing to get what you want. You're not really thinking of the, outcome you're just doing it because it feels like you just want to do it and she felt like she wanted to open the front door and she's probably very glad she did yes <laughs> and I also on that note it reminded me of one of the things I've heard about manifestation is kind of envisioning the outcome that you want but not insisting on it um because then you're gonna kind of push away maybe the way that it's meant to come to you is that correct? Can you yeah, speak on yeah, that? Ex exactly. You don't want to focus so much on how it's going to happen. And you don't also want to focus so much on the outcome. I think when you focus so hard on the outcome, depends how you feel around it. If you feel very like, oh, I really need to have this. If I don't have this, it's going to make me feel very upset. You're creating a lot of resistance. So you're going to push what you want towards you. You're actually pushing that away from you. So I think when you're so focused on the end goal and you have that desperate energy around that end goal, you need to just forget about it, distract yourself, focus on your process, what you can do every day and just have that self-belief and that knowing that whatever it is you want, it's going to manifest, but in divine timing and there's no need to force it. Just let it happen. Wow. Love That's that. an amazing answer. Yeah. That makes so much yeah. sense too. 
Yeah. And I've witnessed it myself as well. Like, that's another reason I've been so busy in May. Um, like, right after my recent surgery, I went straight to a job interview and ended up getting a new job. But it was, like, a long time coming. And I could kind of pinpoint, which sounds kind of crazy. You might relate, though, and not think it sounds crazy. Um, I could, like, pinpoint the time, the moment I kind of sent out, like, a really good vibe of energy of just kind of what I wanted, not saying how it would manifest, and then it did in that way, um, which was And really was cool. this after your surgery, like, so you, you kind of wanted a new job, but then yeah. it, but then obviously you got distracted, because I mean, surgery is a big deal, yes. obviously, like, it's nothing to take lightly. <laughs> no. Um, so then you kind of forgot about it, and then it just kind of well, yeah. it didn't like kind of fell in your lap to some degree, but you set a very strong intention and you put yourself out there. And it like forced, I, I was kind of reflecting back on the surgery and it really forced rest. And I kind of was wondering if I hadn't had all of those random, random coincidences like align on that day if I would have ended up getting the job or if I had like carried on normally, I might've put out all these different intentions and muggled with the universe and ended up not getting it. So I was just like, that's what I truly believe might've happened. Wow. I really think that's what happened. I think that maybe you were creating so much resistance around it. And then finally you just surrendered because you had so much going on and then you were able to get that thing that you wanted which is actually, that's so cool. That's like the perfect example that kind of like sums this whole like idea up too. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Cause I was just like, is this, am I going crazy or is this, I really truly believe that that happened. So. And I think it's a good, I think it's a good learning lesson too. Like even like I need to learn this for myself. Like I feel like I need constant reminders where it's like, you're so fixated on a goal that you tend to just focus so hard on it and you're creating so many blocks for yourself that are that's just so unnecessary and it's like I actually do have sticky note reminders on my um my bathroom mirror and I'm like let it go like stop focusing so hard on everything it's going to happen but you need those reminders because it's it's I don't know it's sometimes it gets really tough to like remember to let go (laughs) So, and it's funny, yeah. right? Because it's almost like uh, it, it almost sounds counterintuitive, but wait a minute, if I want something really bad, shouldn't I be channeling it 24 7? But it's like you need that balance, right? And that's actually like, I think, a good segue to like another question I wanted to ask is can you explain that how normal it is, and probably even, even it should be this way, is when you're on that path of manifestation? It's okay to have bad days, negative emotions, feel hurt or cry it out or something. Because so many people, I think they just expect, well, got to think positive, got to think positive. That's the only way it'll happen, right? And But that's not even really healthy because negative emotions are part of us, right? They're as much part of us as our positive emotions. So can you go into the significance of that and how important it is to remember that it's not all going to be a positive journey, even on that journey of manifestation. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we're all humans, like even the most successful and happiest people, they do have negative thoughts. And the thing is, is 
the biggest difference between someone who is happy and someone who is unhappy is the person that is happy they don't engage with their negative thoughts they don't give it the time of day so the thing is it doesn't mean that you need to suppress your negative emotions i'm not saying that if you are having a bad day and you have negative emotions you need to you need to deal with them journal talk it out with a friend work out like release it but at the same time we're always going to have negative thoughts i just feel like that's just a normal part of being human we have negative thoughts but you just like what i want um like your audience to know is that do not engage with it do not give it attention think of your negative thought as like noise or that really annoying friend i don't know if you guys have a friend that just purposely just says annoying things and you just you don't just we all <laughs> we all have that friend like they they <laughs> look for a shock yeah. factor i <laughs> just to shock you um but just think of it as that I, i do believe that it is awareness around it um when you create more awareness around your thoughts and you don't identify with it you start to kind of look at it from like an objective point of view that's when you're able to not engage and let it kind of let it affect your emotions and your moods and things like that because that's how you start to feel negative is when you engage in negative thoughts. Right. So yeah. that's kind of like the biggest kind of takeaway I I think people should kind of consider is just create more awareness do around you, your negative do thoughts. Do you like personally have like tips or methods or anything you specifically do when you're having a bad day or you're feeling stressed about something? when i'm having a bad day or when i'm feeling stressed i find that it's a reminder for me to kind of get back into my routine of things like i i have a routine of like doing my morning affirmations so i don't do it every day but when i feel like i'm feeling very like pessimistic or negative i will start to get into my routine of meditation of affirmations i find a lot of times with like the law of attraction or manifestation um you don't have to do your routine every day but a lot of times they really help you um kind of get through a tough time they help you gain perspective on your life you just feel generally happier i i mean that's like my personal experience so i would suggest do like i would say journaling's a really good tool um sometimes you don't truly know how you feel um about things until you actually write it down so then you once you write it uh, yes. down you can find the yeah. core issue what is really making me upset what really triggered me in this way and like i i love journaling as a tool to kind of decode what your you know subconscious is trying to tell you I relate to that so much. I'm always journaling out like my emotions or just trying to get to why like the root of it. Um and when you journal, do you use a prompt or do you just kind of like free write or is it a mix? It depends. It's it's definitely a mix. I think when I'm more into like journaling about like my vision and my goals and where I see my life, like 
that's more, I sometimes will Google prompts and like, and follow prompts. But I think when I'm kind of going through a tough time, I don't really need a prompt. I just go straight into it. I'm upset about this. And then I just start writing. And then like, (laughs) then I start to kind of decode everything. And I think nature helps a lot too. I think nature grounds you too, as well. Like it's important to be outside. I mean, not in a flood. I mean, like right now it's (laughs) like, it's not a good time to go outside. (laughs) Yeah. No, when it's like severe thunderstorms and flood warnings and tornado watch, maybe not. But, you know, other than yeah. that, I love being out in nature. I, yeah, <laughs> and I do want to touch on that. Like, um, I think that like just creating an awareness of that your mental energy, um, you people need to focus on creating rather than kind of worrying about the past. Like, I think generally, um when people deal with a lot of anxiety and anxiousness, it's because they are worrying so much about the future or they're worrying about the past. And like, it's important to just like not worry and just kind of like start kind of focusing on your goals. What are my day-to-day steps that I need to do to get closer to them and just focus your mental energy on creating because we are co-creators of our own reality. So I just wanted to say that. (laughs) That is so powerful and so important to touch on because I think we often forget the power of our own thoughts and what we can manifest and yeah, that we have more power than we think always like working in our favor or not if we manifest the wrong thing but (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't it's okay to have negative thoughts it's okay to have a bad day as long as like you know for the majority of the time you're you're really just like consciously aware of what you're thinking about and you're not kind of falling back into negative habits it's fine like it's okay life is a balance I find too right so yeah totally it's like yeah. uh, like something that my the words that my counselor always uses is give them their the negative emotions like their fifteen minutes of fame give them their time in the spotlight but don't let them stay there too long like yank yeah. them backstage when you have to. So I really love that. That's actually really like that's really helpful because yeah, like you like your counselor says like you don't want to suppress it. But like you yeah. just, yeah, let them like give them all your attention and just, I, I, I think it helps talking it out too. Like just mm-hmm. kind of like talking yeah. out, releasing that frustration and then, and then you're fine after, but just people need to find ways to release it, I guess. What yeah. are some of the more, like, what are some methods you use for manifestation? Is it, you know, I, I guess part of it would definitely be visualization, but apart from that, is it writing it down? Like you mentioned journaling, is it like, I know some people create like these circle charts of their dreams and all that. What are some of the things that you do and, and any recommendations for our audience? So what do I do when I manifest? So I believe that these tools are like, first of all, when you want to manifest, you want to set a very strong intention. So you need to kind of get clear in terms of what it is you want to attract into your life. And if you don't have to get like totally specific, like say, for example, you don't really know exactly what you want to attract, but you know how you want to feel, then go off that. 
you know, start to write down, I want to feel this way. Like I want to feel personally fulfilled. I want to feel happy, you know, start to go with how you feel. And then the universe will conspire and kind of bring you opportunities to get you to feel that way. If you are confused of, you know, what it is you want to manifest. Um, But I would say, I would suggest, you know, just set a very strong intention. Um, I love to write things out. Um, So I usually open up my journal and I write out exactly what it is I want to. Um, I try to focus on, I don't like to manifest too many things in one go. Uh, I find that like our energy is so powerful. I like to kind of channel it in maybe max three different ways. So I won't manifest like consciously manifest more than three things at a time because I don't want to disperse my energy in so many ways. Um, um, because I did notice that like, um, when it's new year's like resolutions and you create new year's resolutions, like I would create like this whole list of goals and then, by the end of the year, I didn't really get anywhere because I was dispersing so much of my energy in so many directions. So I would suggest just focus on one to three things. Um, Set a strong intention, use practices to get you into alignment um, of what you want to manifest. So it could be um, anything that you resonate with where you feel good. Um, you don't, if affirmations aren't your thing, like you just, you just don't feel it, then don't do it. Um, Mm. but I love affirmations. That's something I do every morning. Usually, um, I love to visualize. I do a, a visualization meditation. Um, I love meditation and because that way I can connect with my intuition and I can really feel into actually having that thing that I want. I feel like that's how I connect and become a vibrational match to what I desire. Um, and also just feeling very, um, just, just doing things that are making you feel good. Like that, like acting as if I have what it is I want. So like kind of taking this necessary steps to, to get there by acting as if, um, but there's generally a lot of tools, but that's kind of what I do to, to manifest my goals and, and things like that. And obviously let go and, um, believe in divine timing. Things will happen when it's supposed to happen. Uh, just put in your effort, continue on your goals and really have that self-belief within yourself. If you don't believe that you can have something, then it's not going to happen. I think self-belief is so underrated, but you have to believe that it can happen. And that's why these tools are there for you to help you believe. Mm -hmm. So you need to have self-belief in whatever it is you want. If you don't, it won't happen. So you have to believe it. Yeah. Is that why like we can't wish $10 million under our pillow? Because in the back of the mind, we know that ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's why I would say like with financial goals, it's important to kind of start small or start where you feel like you can actually believe it. If you can't believe it, then it won't happen. So start small, like with anything that is, that has some monetary value on it. You want to just start small and then slowly build up your confidence where you're able to manifest the big things when really it's not big energetically, but in your mind, it's big. So if it's, 
if it's hard to manifest in your mind, then it's going to be very hard to manifest in the physical reality. So. Mm-hmm. So true. I love yeah. that point on the self-belief because I truly believe if you're, if you don't get to that point, then it's not going to law of attraction and all that you meet yourself where you are and, or the universe meets you where you are, that sort of thing. So yeah. very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely very underrated. I feel like a lot of people like get so fixated on these practices. But what's the point of doing these practices if you don't really believe it's going to happen at the end of the day? I mean, you're like full of self doubt the whole time. um, And you just keep like, unintentionally putting out there that you're not going to get it or you're not worthy, or you don't deserve that thing you really want, then uh, you're just going to keep meeting like resistance and yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's why like, and I think that's kind of an indicator too of uh, like working through blocks, like if you have like yeah. self belief issues around certain things, and that means like, okay, I need to kind of dig deeper and figure out why do I feel this way? Did something happen in my childhood that is linked to this now? So you start to like, yeah. then start to kind of self evaluate yourself and kind of figure out why do I have a lack of confidence or a lack of self-belief and where is it stemming from? So it's an indicator I would suggest too, like to kind of figure things out, decode why am I not manifesting what I want? So yeah. Like do you hold manifestation or meditations or um, what do you offer to people? So I offer one-on-one coaching right now. Um, it's a four-week uh, manifestation. I call it manifestation revamp. Um, that's what I call it. Yeah. yeah so it's like a four-week uh, one-on-one coaching program. I like to work one-on-one with people as opposed to group coaching just because I feel like everyone is on their own journey and everyone has a different level of awareness. And it's just – it's. I feel like I can get through to people one-on-one and kind of help them better. So that's, I love to do one-on-one coaching and like help them through um, their goals and everything. And, and I usually love to start with kind of figuring out what is their big picture vision and how do we kind of break that down into kind of practical steps as well as, you know, applying manifestation routines and law of attraction concepts and kind of, pulling all the practical and the spiritual together and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you find like with your clients often, do you find like examples of where even if they want to like change their life around, but Mm -hmm. even if it's something positive, maybe they're scared of the change, even if it's something good, like, okay, I want to go from here to here. A promotion is a good thing but I'm scared of the change. What's going to happen? What if do you, is that something common you find a lot of people that even if they they're visualizing and they have a big dream, but somewhere along the way, maybe it kind of scary or a little overwhelming for them to think about what's going to happen once I do get there or how am I going to maintain it or stuff like that? Yeah, I think generally people do get scared of change. I think that like, sometimes people get so caught up in their their ways of thinking i mean we all do that yeah. if there's any like sort of change we tend to self sabotage ourselves and you know we start to kind of think like well can i really like have this like is this too good to be true like you start to kind of you know doubt yourself and i think that's the ego 
that's the ego just trying to keep you safe and trying to keep you in the same place. And it's important not to, not to, you know, allow that to happen and to really just separate yourself from, you know, I would say, I would also say that it's, it's like a negative thought. It's kind of like your subconscious you know, sabotaging you, your, your negative thoughts based on like past experiences, just because something didn't happen the way you wanted in the past doesn't mean that's what's going to happen in the future. I mean, like, but we tend to live in the past a lot and like recreate the same scenarios like a hundred different times. So I I do see that a lot. I do see a lot of self-sabotaging behavior and I do see a lot of people just really fearful of change, but change doesn't have to be a bad thing. Change can be a very great thing and we just have to embrace change and, and, you know, set a strong intention, know what our higher purpose and vision is and let the universe guide us. Right. So that's kind of like, the yeah. biggest takeaway I can kind of give everyone. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. There's so much like fear with change and I definitely met that a lot too, but I had to just like kind of surrender as you said earlier um, and just be like, I know I've worked hard for this. It's been like six years in the making in a way. And yeah. So just kind of letting the fear, like honoring the fear, but not letting it totally get in the Control way. Control you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that control too, like, I think also you mentioned like those with us with like traumatic past or childhood history of trauma, we like always crave that control. So um, then the letting go and the manifestation can feel a little bit like scary um, in itself. So definitely, I I do think it really does kind of, it's hard to let go of that control. And it just feels like if I let go, like a lot of people have this kind of belief that if I let go, then things aren't going to change in my life or things aren't going to happen. But like, that's the opposite. Sometimes you need to let go to let things unfold in your life because you're just holding so tightly to this idea of how you want things to happen. When in reality, it's like, no, you don't like, you need to let this go. Things are going to happen in the way it's supposed to happen. But yeah, letting go is, is really tough to do a lot of the times. And I would suggest your readers to, um, or your listeners to read this book. Um, The universe has, your back, I think, by Gabrielle Bernstein. Oh, oh my gosh. God, I love that book. Yes. I yeah. love that book. When <laughs> she talks great. about the sign, like everyone has their own sign. And like when you see that sign, it's a reminder that you're on the right path. I love that. I love that you bring that up. Yes, that is such a good book for anyone, especially if you're like just getting started in manifestation or like belief in the Having universe faith. or yeah, higher self, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's definitely like a very good book when it comes to surrendering, because it's very hard to surrender. And, and then you want like you need confirmations. And I I like in her book, she talks about how everyone has a sign like their own sign. And when you see it, you're on the right path. Or when you see angel numbers, like repeating numbers, or I see those a lot. 
Yeah, it's like, and, yeah. and it's nice Can you to describe, have... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just for, I, I know what you're talking about, Tiana knows what you're talking about, but for those who don't, can you explain what angel numbers are? Because that fascinates me too. Like, okay, cool. so um, angel numbers are usually repeating numbers, um, and they all, each number has their own vibration to it and it all, and it has its specific meaning. So a lot of the common ones are like one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. So um, the number one is like a very powerful number. And um, that one means that you are on the right path. You are a vibrational match to your desires. You are like, like it just is, a reminder that whatever I am doing, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in alignment, and I'm attracting that into my life. And um, weirdly enough, I've been seeing 911 a lot, and it's been freaking me out. <laughs> what does that one mean? Well, because you know, when there's an emergency, you call 911, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I saw that a lot. Um, and I saw it yesterday, too. And I actually Googled it and it, it made a lot of sense because each number has its meaning. So nine means completion. Like you have, you have completed a phase of your life and you're ready for the next phase. And then one means you're on the right path. And then one multiplied means like you're really on the right path. <laughs> so wow. it's just like, it's a completion of a cycle and you're on to the next one. So I would like, like, it's really like cool. Like when you see these numbers, like, or when you see signs, like one time I saw deer walking, like, and there's not really deer or moose walking around. Like I live in a residential area. I don't live like on an acreage. Um, but like when I see like certain signs and I have that feeling, I would say just Google spiritual meaning of this spiritual meaning mm. of that. I do that a lot. <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. Like it guides you though. Like it's, yeah. I know people think some people may think this is weird, but it really guides yeah. you. Like it's amazing. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it resonates, right? Like I'm not sure if it resonates yeah. with you, but like it resonates with me yeah. a lot. No, it does. I mean, I find myself sometimes doing this when I don't know why, like you mentioned the one, 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 I'll just <laughs> randomly stare at my phone and, and the time will show one, one, one. And I wasn't looking at it before. I don't know what compelled me, what told me to look at it because there's no buzz. It's not a text, nothing incoming. And yet yeah. I'll just glance at your phone and it'll be one eleven or, you know, something like that. So yeah, I totally yeah. There it's like I feel the universe or your angels. Um, they're always communicating with you. Like I think signs are all around you too. Like sometimes if I like if I'm stuck on something, for example, and mm -hmm. I go to bed, I will ask my subconscious, like, find me a solution to this problem or something like that. And then um I will wake up the next day and like I'm not joking, it works every time. I will get an wow. answer to my problem, like through wow. something. Like it could be through yeah. like um a friend talking about it or a video or a quote or something that just clicks and it's like yeah. I feel like the universe is always speaking to you in different ways and you just have to be receptive and open to hear it and, and to actually like Google it too. I love Google. I can't imagine <laughs> I a life without Google. Anyway. No. So 
Yes. So like you mentioned intuition and how that plays a big part in manifestation. And could you just touch on that a little bit more and how uh, somebody who maybe is not used to listening to their intuition or maybe finds it a bit intimidating, um, what they might be, what they might do to get started to like listening into it? Okay, so intuition is basically, for those of you who don't know what intuition is, it's basically an, an internal feeling kind of in your gut area. And it doesn't make any logical sense. It's just something like it's that quiet voice. It's not like a screaming voice. It's like a very quiet voice, like you should do this, or you should do that. And it's very quiet. And like, but you just it feels right but it doesn't make any logical sense to you. Um, and I would say your intuition is your internal compass and it is basically a guiding force, um, but you can only access your intuition when you're alone. Um, that's what I've noticed wow. uh, through personal experience. I think actually um, during 2020 when everyone was going through the lockdown and everything and the world kind of shut down for a bit, um, everyone, I think a lot of people connected with their intuition. And I, I did connect with a lot of people that actually started their businesses in 2020. I, I feel like they finally listened to their intuition. Um, and I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's because it's really like, we have so many distractions in the world around us. Um, we have so many things going on. Like it's really hard to just like, connect your intuition especially since the voice is so quiet first of all like how are you supposed to listen to it if you're surrounded by like all this noise and distraction so I would suggest that like if you want to learn more about intuition and you want to connect to it I would say start with meditating because especially like if you can meditate outside and like um you can just be in nature. I mean, that's even better. But if not, start meditating, start with even like a five minute guided meditation every day. Uh, that's how I got started with meditation. It was very hard for me to be by myself. And it was very hard for me to actually sit down and meditate. And um, once you start to just do five minutes a day, you build up that kind of that momentum, and you start to kind of crave meditation, like, now I can meditate for like 30, 40 minutes and I love it. Like I don't want to stop and I feel so connected. Um, and in terms of intuition and manifestation and how that relates, when, when your intuition is your guiding compass, it is helping you manifest because it's leading you in the right direction. Um, you're able to manifest things because it's kind of giving you like kind of, uh, what is it? Tibbets, Tim, I was going to say Timbits. <laughs> I don't know if you've had a Timbit from Tim Hortons. It's pretty good. <laughs> They're amazing. But it gives you, it gives you like bits of information that really allows you to get further into your, into manifesting whatever it is you want to manifest. So uh, intuition is very important, but I would just suggest start with meditation because that is how I connect with my intuition. Um, you can connect. Otherwise you don't have to be meditating to connect to your intuition. Um, but 
I would say that is for someone who is just kind of learning about it. Um, it's important to, to meditate, um, to connect to your intuition. It really just is, gives you so much guidance around everything. So, and I think also like when it comes to just kind of like knowing what like your next steps are, or if you feel kind of lost and confused, a lot of times um, we go to other people for advice, but essentially all the answers that we seek are actually within us. And I feel like you don't truly connect to it unless you actually meditate or sit with yourself and, you know, just, you know, just enjoy your own presence and, and really just kind of hear that inner voice in your mind and really just feel into things. You too. Yeah, so can you tell like our audience where can people find you and all your links and all the plugs and all that good stuff? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at manifest with Nidhi and I D H I. Um, and I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and I, in July, I will be coming out with a manifestation manual. So I'm very excited for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I'm really excited as I'm like writing it. Yeah. It's not too long. Like I don't want it to be like a long book, maybe like 33 to 44 pages um yeah. angel numbers and <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, really? I love that. Wow. Yes. okay yeah that would be awesome yeah yeah just something small but something that like has a lot of like jam-packed information of like the manifestation process or things like yeah. that so I'm really excited to kind of finish writing that and everything so but yeah. thank you so much for having me thank you and Thank you for joining us today at Daily Wisdom Words. Thank you, Nidhi, for coming on and speaking to us about the power of manifestation. Be sure to hit like on this video and subscribe to this channel so you never miss an episode. And thank you, everyone, once again. And we will see you right here next week at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Goodbye. Thank you. Mm -hmm.